What it is, what is up, what is good, gamers? This is Shonuff71, and your auditory canals are tuned into episode 125 of the Gaming Vessels podcast. And as usual, I am not in the digital studio alone. Along with me, I've got my partners in crime. First on deck, we got Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the High Res Hater, a.k.a. Cat Daddy, a.k.a. Gamer Step Daddy. What's going on, brother? Uh, not much. Just uh, happy to be here on this really warm Memorial Day. I really hope that it is warm where you are, because it is warm where we are. So, it's so uh, it yeah, it's, you know, it's not warm. It's, it is it is hot. <laughs> it's definitely hot. But I do hope that you are having a fantastic holiday um, and and are enjoying this time with your loved ones if you're able to. So yeah, it's been it's been great. Indeed, indeed. And of course, our show is a no-go without Trader Joe, a.k.a. the Food Max of Gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar. What's going on, dude? Uh, just hunkering down with this heat, man. That's like, uh, I made sure to take my dogs out for a walk way in the morning, early in the morning, and uh, got in, and I'm hunkering down. All the windows are closed. No lights are on, and AC's going. So, you know, hopefully it'll stay cool in these next three, four days until things kind of calm down. But, you know, summer is summer, you know, so. Indeed. Summer gets hot. Yes. It gets hot. Yeah. So, and uh, before we get into our, the main uh, the main body of our podcast, I uh, just want to let folks, let our listeners know that we were, we did a little, uh, what are you, WCW, WWE invasion uh, recently, we were all a part of Gamer Hubs or GH Radio. Yeah, no, so no Gamer Husbands wanna, anymore. Yeah, they're so. not Gamer Husbands. They are GH Radio. So uh, I know there's a little bit of uh, cross-listenership between our two podcasts, considering that one of our hosts is a, is a consistent uh, participant, that being Trader Joe over there with, on, with GH Radio. But just in case you have not checked out that, that podcast there what you guys you guys are in like the what like 500 and something or six no 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 we just recorded 659 659 so. there you go yes. been at it for a while been at it for a while so you yeah. just want for our listeners who may not have heard of gh radio or uh maybe haven't checked in uh at gh radio for a while uh give it a listen uh they had we we filled in uh, with one of the hosts, the two of the regular hosts were out, so we did our little WCW invasion and, and helped them out. So it was yeah, fun. We, it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Yeah, a lot of the stuff that you know we'll talk about later in news, but a lot of the stuff uh, we hit upon on that show. So we're not going to do like a uh, you know <laughs> uh, a sequel a and repeat. or a <laughs> repeat of that. So a lot of the stuff we talked about because. That show kind of tends to be more news focused because it leads off with news, and so we talked about the Switch Pro, you know, possibly being unveiled, the new portable PC from Valve. We talked about Borderlands Three and the crossplay controversy, along with, of course, you know, PC and PlayStation again. <laughs> so you know. Uh, by all means, go and check it out. Oh, yeah, Desmond did bring up to the table, too, an interesting uh, article from the L.A. Times regarding, uh, you know, parents raising their kids through video games and 
just like you know the yeah and how the par- pandemic and how the pandemic kind of um uh how it came in and 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 was alt uh was kind of like altering family structures and stuff and and parents you know you know coming together with their kids uh regarding like roblox and minecraft and stuff it's a pretty good read you know and, and we, we we dissected it a bit in the show as well it was a lot of fun yeah you know chris always tries to bring intellectual conversation uh when he's not talking about xbox so <laughs> yeah so but it was good it was good to see how the other of uh, the other half lives <laughs> yeah indeed indeed so just a reminder for folks to check out that podcast if you want to and if you want, if maybe if you've been away from GH, uh, GH Radio for a while to get reacquainted with this new batch of hosts, uh, I'm sure you'll be very well informed and entertained over there. So give them, give them a shot. Check them out. So back to our regular scheduled program. As always, first topic on the docket is going to be the playlist. So Joe, why don't you go first? Uh, what you been playing, bro? Uh, if you've been listening to the show the last few episodes, at least um, that's all just been Monster Hunter Rise, and that's it. So I've uh, been pretty enthused about it. I've been blowing through uh, the content. Obviously, I'm, I'm still at Hunter rank seven as far as on the hub, uh, but uh, for the village quest, I pretty much have went in and completed all the village quests. I think from the last time I went in and I got all the um, side quests all taken care of, you know, so I got the three submarines and everything I I could possibly do, I've done. I've thought about going in and trying to uh, find the old relics, like even, you know, I haven't resorted to like pulling up a map or anything, but I just want, it just seems like I want to get every little morsel it's like i'm e- eating a wonderful piece of fried chicken and i just want to get every little last morsel off the off the bone basically is how <laughs> i've been kind of approaching this game and yeah it's like even right now it's like i'm going through hub quest now and just making sure all my quests have been completed and doing all the like um unlocking of switch skills for some of the other weapons i don't normally use but i just don't want to open them up just in case on there and uh so i've just been really enjoying myself it's like i think we mentioned last show it's like number two of my monster hunters of all time and i really like monster hunter so you know so it's just been you know you said it was your number one uh, it was my number two, no, Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate's my favorite. Oh, yeah, forgot about that one. Yeah, it's all good. But yeah, so it's just been just been fun. I mean, I think I mentioned to Desmond yesterday that I feel like I'm kind of reaching my breaking point, but I feel like I'm there, but I haven't really <laughs> uh, reached it in finality. So, I mean, I'm still enjoying myself quite a bit enough so where I'm not playing any PlayStation 5, I am not firing up any xbox consoles and or um you know i haven't played any pc games since playing the uh, fantasy star online 2 uh, new genesis beta so i'm being pretty much i'm in it to win it so it, since i'm talking about monster Hunter, um, i'm sure it's probably on both of your guys's list so anything to add as far as your adventures in monster Hunter rise this this past week uh not for me i mean i've I I got all my pieces for my for my lance build, so I've been uh, playing. I moved from the bow to the lance, and I'm still hunter rank seven. Um, I took a break for a little bit 
uh, had a housewarming party and some other stuff that took my um, and just you're working in the garden trying to get the house taken care of kind of took the uh, the the brunt of my uh, of my time this past week uh, but I have you know turned on Monster Hunter and played Monster Hunter um, so again it's just finding like the two the two weapons um, the bow and the and the lance and just really trying to get better at the lance and and get the move set down i'm probably the next the next and most likely last uh, uh weapon and set i'm going to work on is the sword and shield that's always my baby that's my go-to and then i'm going to i still haven't rolled credits on the village quests and then um i'm getting ready to roll credit roll roll credits on the uh, hub quests so um but yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it. Uh, it's still I still pick it up and play it. I am uh, ready to play um, uh, stories, uh, Monster Hunter stories. So when that comes out, I most likely switch to that. Um, but um, one thing that I'm really enjoying though is Monster Hunter still is bringing out the DLCs. Like they're bringing out event quests, and I'm enjoying them. Um, and really just enjoying playing. Like it's just it's just been a lot of fun just just playing monster hunter like like joe said you know it, it it is like a fine piece of like you know chicken that you just want to get you just want to get every morsel uh, off of it and just experience it so i'm definitely in that in that in that chicken camp like joe so yeah <laughs> i still can't i haven't really fought rajang yet even though i've kind of dabbled with him and i can't wait to fought him beat him good deal uh kev yeah oh yeah um I've been playing. I switched. I've uh, added the bow to my repertoire of weapons, um, and um, I don't know. It's like I, I, I you know, y'all know. World is world is my favorite because world is what I started with, mm-hmm. and I will say forever and a day that world is a better game than Rise. That's just my un non monster hunter vet opinion, but. Um, I'm kind of, I'm kind of at that point where I think I might have, uh, cause I've beat the, I beat the village stories, the village quests. I've fought that, that queen dragon that flies upside down and spits the, spits the magic rings at you, uh, beat that. And I, I'm kind of at a point where I think I might be at my maximum, my, my, the, mm. my point, I haven't fought the, uh, the, the legendary, the elder dragons, rather. I haven't fought them yet. I've, I fought the Camellios. I haven't fought the, uh, the Griffin looking one and the wind dragon yet. Um, uh, and, and really, I don't know if I, I, I don't know if I'm really, if I feel that I'd be missing all that much by not fighting them. Um, my from their armor sets are supposed to be really good, or at least the the Griffin, the Fire Griffin. I can't remember the names of all these monsters, but the 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 <laughs> the, 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 the Griffin looking one has the supposedly has a good set for great sword, and I guess there's another one of the other ones has supposed to have a good set for bow. But I've looked into kind of like the meta builds for bow, and I just don't think I'm gonna be. I'm not. I'm not gonna grind like I did in world and for all that. It, I'm gonna mess around with bow um, 
a little bit where, you know, if, if uh, members of our community are playing, but I'm kind of starting to dial back on my monster huntering and starting to play some other games now. So uh, I feel I've got my money's worth out of the game. I'm still going to keep it. But, um, yeah, I'm not hanging up my bow and my great sword yet, but uh, it, it's going to be sheathed probably a little bit more often than not. And, and like I've said, you know, it, I, it, it's been a great time, a great way to play and communicate with my little nephew, EJ. That's the reason why I came back. Uh, so I guess as long as uh, he's playing and guys in the community are playing it, um, I'll still dip back in, but I'm, I'm, I'm ready to move on to some other stuff. All right. Well, that's all I've been playing. So I don't know, Kev, <laughs> if you want to talk about what else you've been playing besides Rise, and then we'll circle back to Desmond when you're dead. All right. Uh, I've been playing, well, I play, I've been playing Resident Evil 8. And I wrapped up uh, the Lady Domescu, Domescu, however you pronounce pronounce that name, Uh, I wrapped up her scenario and I'm moving on, I think, to the, uh, that were the the lichen, Uh, because you you fight several, they call themselves lords, so I've dealt with the first lord, which is Lady Demescu and her daughters, and I've moved on, I think I'm moving on to uh the lichen lord and i i don't remember his name right now but i'm that game is is fantastic um one thing uh one tip that i will say because money is crucial if you want to build either buy well you find weapons too but if you want to buy upgrades for your weapons namely like recipes so you can forge ammo uh, upgraded uh, sights, triggers, uh, ammo capacity. Every area where you are inside of something, be it a cave or whether you're in a, in a structure, uh, check the ceilings and walls and look for little sparkling dots and you'll be able to tell what, the, what they are. And if you shoot them, you will shoot crystals out of those walls. That is the primary way that you get your, your money, your currency. Uh, that and fighting enemies, which in this game, you're really kind of um, forced to deal with them as they come at you. I guess you could play the the runaway the runaway game, but you're missing out on on currency if you if you don't engage all the in, all the enemies that come that come towards you. So having a blast with that. Um, also, play the Crimson Nexus demo. And uh, that game is legit. I had some questions, you know, in the lead up to this game's release. And I'm not, I can't remember what its release date is right now. But played the demo. It started out on the Xbox. And since I'm Xboxless, I had to wait till it got to the uh, PlayStation. Basically, it's Devil May Cry with telekinetic finishers. And that's really the best way to describe it. Uh, you are you work with a team of uh, three members, uh, three other members in your squad, and you can basically borrow their abilities uh, by um, hitting the R1 and a face button to correspond to each character's main attribute, and you can link that attribute to your own skill set. So, 
we're talking about adding uh, like uh, finishers to combos. You can that means uh, traversing certain areas of the environment that you can't get to otherwise without borrowing uh, some squad mates' powers. There's going to be some RPG elements in which you have to build uh, bonds. That that really wasn't explored in the demo. It it was alluded to in the um, in the dialogue. For sure, and it was part of the tutorial. So, I would guess that it might be something along the lines of like a persona type thing, where you're maybe doing uh, special missions or special quests with members of your squad, and as you complete those, you will build uh, your relationship with them. And as you build your relationship with members of your squad, it opens up more functions and abilities than you had than you would have had originally so you can kind of tweak this to your own preferred play style um, there are two characters the, uh, the the male and female they both play similar but they are different at the same time um, the girl uses range telekinetic attacks so she's got these uh, knives that consistently rotate around her she can send those knives out uh, and do a mix of light and heavy attacks. The boy uses a uh, kind of like a katana sword, a kinetic katana, which is, which is actually kind of dope. Um, my preference is kind of the dude because the dude is kind of up close in your face and using that sword. And, you know, as I've said, you throw you give me a sword in any game and I'm nine times out of ten. I'm 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 your I'm your dude. Um, but. As you fight, you build your um, your telekinetic meter, which allows you to grab objects in the environment and hit uh, targeted enemies with those uh, with those with those items. One thing that I did notice is that it does take some advantage of the dual sense. So if you're picking up, say, like a telephone booth or a mailbox and throwing it at something. Or if you're lifting up a cargo crate or a car, there is a little bit of difference uh, that you feel in the triggers as you're hurling that object. It kind of tries to simulate the, the weight difference in those objects as you're throwing them. Uh, doesn't really, doesn't take away from the gameplay, but it, can, it adds a really neat little, um, uh, uh, what would you call that? Um, uh, right. In, 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 engrossment or you know, kind of gets you into the into the feel of the game. Yeah, it's like, yeah, there's going to be a difference between lifting a mailbox and lifting a cargo crate. You know, <laughs> and I like the way that they've kind of taken advantage of the dual sense functions with that. Um, I don't think, at least in the demo, it's not like what you're what you're getting in Returnal. It's not that in depth, but uh, there is some weight differences in the objects that you swing around, and you can really create some very impressive combinations that way. So I'll be getting Crimson Nexus uh, when it yeah. comes out. And the, Scarlet and the finishes, Nexus or Scarlet fin Nexus, yeah. yeah. But their their finishes look their finishers look really cool too. Like I was watching some gameplay. Um, I haven't played it yet, you know, but I'm downloading the demo, and I just I'm. Like, it looks really cool. I have no idea what the story is about. And I think the story is probably, well, definitely second second to the actual gameplay. But the gameplay looks pretty dope. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, one of the things that I, one, one thing that I kind of picked up also 
is that it it has that Bando Namkai look to it, but the yeah. world looks is very manga. Very, it looks like it is very manga ish. It's very detailed. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very. It, it's almost like you're reading a manga. Yep. Uh, that 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 art style that they got for this game uh, was it, it's dead on. It's and they're making a uh, they're making a um, a an anime for it too. So it'll be coming mm-hmm. out as well. I'm not surprised. I'm yeah. not surprised. <laughs> yeah. Given, yeah. Given the way. Given that. So, but yeah, that's what I've been playing. So, uh, uh, I'm sorry. So, for, no, no. So, so for me, I've been playing, like I said, Monster Hunter Rise. Um, and then I've also been playing uh, Biomutant. And uh vitamins been 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 the mixed bag i don't know what what really to say about biomutant um i i people the 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 reviews are all over the place i don't think it's a bad game i think it's far from a bad game it's just uh i don't know it's it it's just a very quirky game like there's nothing fundamentally wrong with it you know it's kind of easy i never really felt like i never felt that the combat was really hard um there are like multiple different play styles at least three that you can utilize uh in the game uh from ranged to melee to unhand unarmed combat to um uh, to psycho uh, psychokinesis type powers. Um, I think this game fell victim to uh, the buffet concept. And I think the the people that made the game, the 20 people that made the game were very ambitious. And I will never fault a a uh, a, a creator, you know, from being ambitious. They turned out a uh, a good game it's just it's a little muddy because it seems like everything um is is a little half baked like the gunplay is good but it could be better the 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 dual the dual wielding is good but it could have been better it's like there's always it's like um it's like getting um asking for your 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 eggs over easy but they're, they're still a little runny, you know? It's like, I think that's... <laughs> no, seriously, that's that's wow. like the core of the game, you know? And and for me, I'm okay with the little runny eggs, you know? So I, I will most likely play it and beat it. It's just there is... Um, it, 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 it's one of those games that probably could have... They could have literally spent another two years on it and really made it something. But I think what happened was they needed to get it done because this was announced so long ago and people forgot about it. And this, you know, this 20, this 20 man team or 20 person team was like, okay, we just got to get it done and we got to get it out here. Um, and so I think that's why I think of some of the stuff was, was a little underbaked and there, there's balancing issues. Like the guns are, are really, really overpowered, you know? And, and if you play a straight, you know, long range shooter, like no one can really touch you in the game. So, <laughs> so it's kind of like, okay. Um, and the, the classes um, are not evenly distributed for what, for what you want to do. 
Um, and I think that's part of that's kind of cool because there's no clear indication of who you need to play. Like this character is this character, like or this type of character. This character is your melee character, you know. Um, except for one, and this is really what this is the most egregious and annoying thing that that happened in this game, and that is the mercenary class. And I thought, okay, it's not going to be that bad having to wait for something or have to or, or having to get it later. Okay. I thought, okay, that's that's okay. People are they're trying to recoup their costs or they're trying to do something or whatever they're trying to do. The problem is that mercenary class is bar none the best um the best melee character in the game. And that sucks. Okay. <laughs> because they basically put behind a paywall one of the best characters and i'm just like i don't think that that is fair um to to do yeah that's why i didn't get it and and i and i thought okay it's not because i didn't think it was going to be like this honestly i didn't think i didn't think that they were going to lock off one of the best characters and so then then i'm started to play the game and i'm making my builds and I'm thinking, okay, so I played, I, I restarted the game like three or four times playing different builds to see which one I really liked. And the melee component is really fun in the game. Really, really fun. Like you really feel like you're like this Bruce Lee rabbit or aardvark or whatever the hell it is, you know, a uh, little, little critter. But, but in the back of my mind, it's like, I'll never hit as hard as, as the, as the mercenary or I'll never I'll never, you know, damp a bottom out my my DPS unless I play the mercenary. And then even the guides that I read or or the builds that I read uh say that. Like they're they're full on like, you know, you could build you could build a character that's that's just as good uh with this character if you want, but but if you're a min-maxer or if you really want to feel powerful, you really should use this character, you know. And I'm just or or this class and I'm just like, wow, you know, that's like, I'm all for, you know, locking stuff behind um, paywalls if it's just like a cosmetic or if it's just something to make you look cooler. But to actually pull out a, a real person and, th- and then have people build guides about it saying like, this is the person you need to play if you really want to do this. And it's just like, ugh, you know, that, that, that doesn't feel that doesn't feel good uh as a as 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 a as a champion of this game and then people will say well then buy the buy buy this and buy and, and get it and i'm like well that's not really you know in my budget or 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 really a real reason why it should be behind a paywall so that's just something that it, that i really thought was was a really bad move on their part um and I'm probably most likely not going to buy the DLC when it comes out um, because I just don't want to support that. Um, and I'm just going to play the game as I can because again, the game is not terribly hard. Um, so you can make you can make uh, a melee or a or with another class work. You totally can. It's just having that locked away is just, is just very annoying. Um, so I'm most likely not going to buy the uh, buy that. Um, I don't want to say in protest because that gets thrown around a lot, just because I just don't feel it's, I just don't feel it's right. So I'll play the game because overall I think the game is, I think the game is good, a little half baked. Um, I hope that this gives them enough ability to go on to uh, build another game 
that that more realizes their uh their vision uh because this one this this one just isn't it like it's it's like maybe i really want to say it's maybe like 20 50 steps away from greatness so but i, I would recommend playing it you know on, or buying it on a sale and playing it that way uh, may, or maybe if the if the DLC is comes out and it's like fifty percent off or it's even cheaper, maybe I'll check it. I'll, I'll I'll do it. But but at this point, I'm not. I just not gonna. I'm just not gonna put my money on that. So, but other I than think, that, not a bad game. I was gonna say, Desmond. I think when I was researching this for news a while ago, that the mercenary class actually is gonna be something that I think they might release to the entirety of the. Um, Biomutant uh, community for free, possibly. Well, I hope so because if that that would really be a lot better move and show a lot better goodwill. Because at this point, it's just like it, it's it literally it literally changes how you play the. It, it, from my opinion, it literally changes how you play the game. Like it gives you a level of 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 attack and survivability that is just not well, definitely attack that just isn't you know present in the game as it stands now. So, yeah. We'll definitely we'll talk about a news because there is a news story because they are working on patching this game and it's be interesting to talk about how they're approaching it as well. So we'll talk yeah. about that later on the news. Yeah, so. I did know that they were going to patch it and try to work on some balancing issues because it the the game desperately needs balancing. But other than that, um, I will play it. I will see how it how it goes, and I'll keep you all uh, I will keep you all abreast. But it's definitely much better than than some other games that came out half baked. So we'll just leave it at that. So that's really all I've been playing. Um, and then I could definitely next. I'm, I'm probably going to be playing the uh, uh, Scarlet Nexus demo and see how that is. We can talk about that a little bit more later. I think it's coming out in July, like July 20th. Uh, June twenty fifth, I believe. Uh, I know it was. I knew it was a two somewhere. So, but yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm probably. I'm, I'm sure someone's going to pick it up. Out of the three of us, probably Joe. And we'll, we'll actually, have to wait a, I, I, we'll have to wait a month to see how you play when you play it. I'll check out the demo for sure. Uh, one thing I want—I forgot to ask Kevin. Does it kind of remind you of Freedom Wars a little bit, like kind of that, like uh, Sony Computer Entertainment, like uh, Vita PSP kind of vibe a little bit? I didn't get that. You didn't I get really that. Did, I didn't get that vibe because I—it's not it. it, it other than maybe it's you're kind of in a dystopian world, I guess. Gotcha. There's been some type of calamity where you've got these, what they call the others, that are coming in and causing all this chaos. <laughs> which I, I'm still, I'm still not in love with the these these flowers uh, attacking you. With legs. some of the some yeah, some of the designs like so like the boss the boss for the demo. The was, giant was kind of creative. Was yeah, was kind of creative a little bit. But some of the enemies that you come across are, I mean, it's like literally like a variant of the uh, what is that 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 plant with teeth in Mario Brothers? Oh, uh, a chomper, uh, chomper, whatever they call yeah. it. Literally, kind of a variant, a, a high res variant of that. And I was some of them fly. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, y'all could have. <laughs> but but the action the action is is on point enough to kind of cover what I would find a little bit lacking in the at least 
in what I've seen so far of the enemy variants in the demo. So I, I'll, I'm willing to give it that much. Uh, because the gameplay is fire. It, it, it really is. Like like I said, Devil May Cry with telekinetic finishers. Yeah, and there's That's a good po- good possibility it might be day one on Game Pass, even though it hasn't been announced yet, uh, because they are, you know, leading on Xbox marketing um, a promotion with Xbox. So we'll have to see if that come, comes awry, but obviously, uh, you know, we'll, I'll def- we'll definitely check it out, both me and Dez, and we'll talk about it next episode let everyone know how it is there is a, a steel book but only if you order from bandai namco and it's like uh 12 in shipping costs so i don't know if it's going to be I'm worth good. it i'm good too no thank you all right i'm sorry oh, go ahead i was going to mention too the anime is going to be simulcast um, between japan and u.s and be out in crunchyroll beginning in july so there you go. There you go. So, so with that said, our next topic on our docket is going to be the main event. And as usual, I'm going to pass the mic to Des. All righty, everybody. So, uh, so our main events, you know, we usually ask a question for our community and you fantastic people, you know, give us your opinions and your thoughts. Um, and so before we go on to the, the one that we had for this week, we did have one more person uh, come up and talk at, and give feedback for our top three uh, list that, that we did a couple weeks back. Uh, and that was uh, what is the oh, your top three uh, games of all time, whether it's uh, genre, uh, platform, you name it. What are your top three? And uh, John BT from our Discord uh, came in and said, because I got too busy uh, to post last time, I'm also going to post my top three games. Uh, And those top three games were number three was The Last of Us. Uh, Great game. Uh, Number two, Shadow of the Colossus. I'm very interested. I I need to follow up with him about that because I wanted to see what he thought about the the high-res, up-res um, version of that that came out a while ago because that kind of hurt my eyes so um, I, I couldn't watch it so really it was, it was very crazy uh, and then the first one was Castlevania Symphony of the Night fantastic game I think that was a game that that spawned a whole genre the the Metroidvanias so so I definitely have to agree with um, with uh, with you about that Symphony of the Night I remember playing that game and putting um, uh, you got a weapon, which was the which was the cane, and you would go and stand in, you would go and you would stand in the beginning level of the game where where you had the zombies, and uh, the zombies would come out of the ground, and because the cane hit from behind you and in front of you, as you would go in there, you would tape your your button down, and you would just auto attack, and you'd leave your system on overnight, and just collect free XP. Oh, and goodness. I remember, I remember doing that. It was dirty. It was dirty. I remember doing that and getting like level ninety nine and just like literally like maybe two shotting Dracula at the end of the game. It was fantastic. <laughs> it was so stupid. That was just so stupid. Like you would do that and get so overpowered. It was fantastic though. I I, I absolutely loved it. So 
so yeah, that game was 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 and still is one of the best uh, Castlevania games ever. Uh, so the question we actually asked uh, for this one was: uh, the Xbox 20th anniversary is upon us. What are some of your fondest memories of the of the Xbox in the last 20 years? Your highs and lows, and in between, in betweens. Uh, let us know, and we'll talk about it on the next podcast. Well, it is the next podcast. So, uh, one of the ones that we got back was from our, our longtime listener, Will D, and he said, uh, Rainbow Six and Halo 3 on the 360 with one of my brothers. Such good times. Almost as good as NHL, Madden, FIFA with them on the Genesis. Yeah, I know that uh, a lot of sports games and a lot of the shooters were really big on the 360. Again, um, I never really played. Um, I never really played the shooters. Um, not until mo- more recently. I mean, the first shooter that I really got into that really was like kind of broke the mold and made me want to pick up a, a shooter and play it was Destiny because I just didn't like the first person point of view. So I never really got into Halo. I never really got into Rainbow Six. So, but I can understand that those 360 games were top choice. So, uh, Kev, what are some of your um, uh, highs and lows and in-betweens from the Xbox's last 20 years in service? Well, for me, for sure, it's the OG. Um, uh, while Halo was the reason why most, a lot of people, I'd say most, people became Xbox fans, it wasn't for me. I was kind of, eh, about it when I when I first uh, started hearing about Microsoft getting into the console business. But it wasn't until I saw Itagaki up there on E3. I, I can't remember what year, what, 2002, maybe 2003, I can't remember. Uh, showcasing Ninja Gaiden in 3D. I was like, I, I have to get this system. Uh, that, that 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 there's just there's just no no other <laughs> it's got to be done. So Ninja Gaiden was the reason I got the OG Xbox, and gosh, there was such a there were a number of exclusive games that came out for that system. Uh, one of the ones that stick out in my mind was Jade Empire. Uh, Jade Empire Fantastic was probably game. my favorite Western RPG that I've ever played. Um, you know, um, uh, what, what, what was that? Uh, Shock Dragon? What was that? Electric Dragon? That, the Electric Dragon uh, skill was just OP as all get out. I mean, uh, <laughs> that was like if I could think of anything mm-hmm. that that that. I mean, uh, the Shock Dragon. I can't remember whatever they called that skill. Uh, that that martial art style that killed everything. Yep, <laughs> I, I beat that game. I played that game yeah. so much. Ugh. Jade Empire was super dope. Um, as then far as back. I know, I know. As far as like the multiplayer games, um, my multiplayer, the game that got me into Xbox multiplayer, and the reason why I um, uh, upgraded. From dial from dial up to broadband <laughs> was uh, Mech Assault. Uh, I the the first one, the second one not so much. I mean, graphically the second one looked better and it had a better a better story for the single player uh, portion. But the online was kind of was kind of garbage. Um, you, like you couldn't select what mech you wanted to use, and that 
the the war zone thing was kind of like uh, it was probably a little bit too grandiose for the tech at the time. But that first mech assault was uh, awesome. Uh, the you know because it was broadband, then there were there were a lot fewer people that had broadband than had standard dial up. You didn't have as much of the uh, online asshats as you as you, as you probably do now, and of course this is well, well, well before parties and private chats and all that type of stuff was available on consoles. So you were in the basically in the wild, wild west, and I was part of this uh, mech assault group. Um, I can't remember the name of the the name of the group, but it was it was headed up by this cat named FedEx. So doubt that you know whether or not he's listening, still listening now. You know, Fed playing in in FedEx's group uh, back back in the day, that was a lot of fun. Uh, so you know everything. You know, he made sure that he he did his best to keep the keep the riff raff nonsense to a to a minimum, <clears throat> given that we were dealing with you know. Uh, main lobbies, um, and a lot of the third, a lot of the third-party games that were available on PS2, I played on Xbox. Um, Red Dead Revolver, which I think is is my favorite of the Red Dead series. A, a lot of people hate on the original. I thought the original was fantastic. Um, I think that that main character uh, was not. They should have given him a sequel. They really should have. He is one of the a very unique character, considering that he was that that I believe in the time frame, Red Dead Revolver takes place like right as the West is being settled, um, as opposed to uh, the other two, as opposed to the other two games where the the West is kind of all either mostly settled or I think by the time you get into uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, it's completely settled. Uh, but Red Dead Revolver was freaking fantastic. Um, Great game as well. Yeah, Midnight Club. That was another online racer, uh, another online game that I played a lot of. Uh, you could do like drag races and uh, kind of like these weird uh, open open world races where you kind of had to figure out what the where the shortcuts were and uh you know another great game so gosh there there's like a number of different games and of course you know games like otogi uh or which were absolutely fantastic dang that's another game that needs a sequel they had panzer dragon in a lot of ways it's kind of like they were kind of like the American Dreamcast with some of the games that they were coming out with or they had available uh, a lot of games that that just were not on the play uh, on the PlayStation and uh, it, it, w- it was really developing its own Microsoft was really working on their own identity and trying to trying to formulate that and build that on kind of future pu- future proofing their future consoles by adding that broadband connector which was something that nobody was even remotely thinking about. Uh, so they, kudos for them. So that I think that's the sweet spot for Xbox for me um, with, with, with regard to, I mean, I had a 360. Uh, I dug the Gears series, at least the first three. Um, but I also had eight red rings. <laughs> so uh, 360 is not as... Um, 
uh, uh, does not give me the same warm and fuzzies as the as the OG did. But uh, that's kind of like my 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 initial thoughts. Awesome. Uh, thanks for sharing, Kev. Um, so the next one we got was uh, a follow up from John BT, who says, "So my fondest uh, Xbox memories is playing Uri." Ori and the Blind Forest on my laptop using an Xbox One controller. I liked how uh, seamlessly it worked with the PC compared to decades of other PC controllers that sucked. I, I did own an original Xbox for like three weeks, modded it, loaded tons of retro games. I remember doing that with having the Switch on it as well. Don't tell anybody. <clears throat> uh, then sold it. Surprisingly, outside of gaming, I'm a huge Microsoft fan and my career is all about Microsoft Analytics stack. Uh, huh. Uh, but my gaming time is elsewhere. Uh, I do remember modding uh, an old school Xbox 360. Um, I can thank... Sorry, no, not 360, a classic Xbox. I can thank Joe for doing that. Uh, and where he had the little dongle switch on it where you could switch it and make it, you know, play all kinds of game games on it. I mean, those were the days when you could just straight up mod stuff. and just. I mean, you could still do it, but... But those were the days where you can just have a friend, you know, in the back alley duct tape mod a system, you know, and then you're like, play games. Sweet. You know, and it was always like they charge you like, what, $50 or $30. And it was just some some hack job with like they, they drilled a hole in your thing and put like one little chip on it. It was totally like took them maybe like 10 minutes. So it's like you always had that one friend, you know, who was like the MacGyver at, at giving you all kinds of like, you know, um, soldered uh games and shit it's just hilarious i just love that um so so joe uh what is uh some of your uh fondest memories of of the xbox i know you probably got a, a few buddy uh, a little bit yeah um i was just gonna add to kevin's kind of uh love of the original xbox the og on there and you know i bought it at launch i had to have dead or alive three because i yep. thought at the point when the system came out and because of dreamcast's early uh demise uh, that you know sega was working with microsoft quite a bit i know they signed a an agreement to release like 11 exclusive games for the system and so uh, not only that, plus you had, of course, Dead or Alive 3, which is a sequel of DOA 2 that was on the Dreamcast, plus also to Project Gotham Racing, which was a, basically a sequel to Metropolis Street Racer that was on the Dreamcast from Bizarre Creations. And so, um, you know, Xbox came proper and they had their own, like, kind of uh, viewpoint of what a system should be. It's the only system out of the three at the time that came in stock with a hard drive, you know? So it's just like, I felt that Microsoft was innovating in the space and that they really had something else to bring to the table. You know, I was between Xbox launch, GameCube launch and, um, uh, PS2 launch. I, I felt that the Xbox probably brought more heat on there uh between the three i mean later on playstation 2 is a juggernaut obviously but you know playstation 2 launch was crap like smugglers run and fanta vision too so it's like if you remember those games on mm -hmm. that. but uh the, you the, know, the bouncer the bouncer yes square <laughs> enix is wonderful the bouncer which some people still have fond memories of for some reason but i finished I that game but <laughs> that was like 
Yeah, I, I, I could have lived the rest of my life without playing this game. It wasn't all that great. You know, I always loved the like early uh, 2000s where you had all these like thug um, brawling games like, you know, like uh, Final Fight Streetwise yeah. and like <laughs> what other garbage, like a 25 the Life or some other crap. <laughs> you know? That I would never play, but you know, How dare you? Those are, those are awesome games filled with such love and no, it seems like every developer just had to had to create a uh, proverbial hood game, basically mm-hmm. so, a hood like, brawling like, game of some sort. We can, so. we can get all these other people, you know, with disposable income. Let's do it. You know, <clears throat> um, one thing I'll say about the original Xbox, that original Duke controller could go die in the fire. As soon as I saw that the uh, <laughs> Japanese controller uh, was available, I, I, I imported the damn thing before even they released the controller S in the U.S. because I felt like that Duke was a big honky piece of crap, basically. But uh, I just have a lot of good memories of uh, just playing Xbox, of course. I know I'm surprised you didn't even mention Kotar, but... Uh, I know we haven't gotten to your portion yet, Des, but yeah. Um, <clears throat> you haven't. Yeah, but uh, Fable, of course, um, Ninja Gaiden, uh, Gaiden, I played and dabbled with a little bit. Uh, Togi, uh, Midtown Madness, that cool uh, racing game on there. So uh, Jet Set Radio Future, of course. So I mean, and... You just kind of name all the third-party games you'd prefer to play on Xbox because it ran better. Hulk Ultimate Destruction, you know, so. And uh, when the 360 launched, you know, I was pretty much in the pro Xbox camp. I was not digging what Sony was doing with the PS3 at launch with that $600 price tag. I mean, ultimately, I think I broke down and bought it like a month after launch because I really wanted to play MotorStorm, but... uh, there's those first couple of years, I mean, pretty much Sony was just like dead in the water and, and Microsoft could do no wrong. I mean, and then plus at the point of the 360 launch, obviously, they were uh, focusing on trying to broaden their uh, software, uh, making, you know, deals with Mistwalker, they're, you know, release Blue Dragon and uh, Lost Odyssey and trying to uh, make a serious inroad to the Japanese market, which really didn't ultimately, you know, work for them. But, you know, I think they were really um, making good progress, but was something happened, the Wii happened. And after the Wii happened, and after they had a change of executives at Xbox, it just seems like around 2009, 2010 is when they lost the plot. They lost the plot with all that can connect crap and uh, Milo and, uh, you know, talking about all this other gobbledygook. I don't know if you remember that one E3 where they had Itagaki in, in a white robe, if you remember that. <laughs> so <laughs> where I, I, they, I, I, they, uh, they had some sort of esoteric, like, you know, stage thing where they put everyone in the audience in a white robe smock on there look it up also was there like a clan meeting uh (laughs) nothing like that but if you look at it it was just um everyone was commenting how did everybody have hoods (laughs) scary no 
no. It was like supposed to be some big esoteric BS bullshit about the future of gaming with the Kinect and all sort of crap. And, you know, um, look it up. I think it's E3 2010, if I'm not mistaken. But after that, after all this, like, you know, Kinect adventures and, you know, the Milo and with the Sony making the surge with the PS3 at the time with actual good games. <laughs> you know? So it's like at that point, I, I, I kind of just, you know, even though Microsoft came, I had a couple of red rings like you, Kev, but uh, after getting the S, the Xbox 360 S, that thing was rock solid on there. I think they make made amends at, with their hardware snafus after that. But it just seemed like, you know, whatever mojo they had with the Blades and Xbox Live Arcade, and remember that arcade? Um, program they had where they had a bunch of retro games in there and you could like put your own arcade machines and your yeah. thing with your uh, little you know fake uh, me basically because they copied the me's from <laughs> the Wii of course high def me's yeah they actually had joints and limbs yes <laughs> I still have mine like you can still see them yeah. Yeah. I still yeah. have mine they followed me over yeah but then after that, pretty much, yeah, just like, you know, at the point where Xbox went to Connect Land and then with the launch of the Xbox One, I remember, uh, I don't know if I was at your house, Kev, or not, but I remember watching the uh, TV, 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 the 2013 Xbox oh, One yeah. unveil. But yeah, after I that saw that, call, you know, I, I still kind of turned that on. And you know that Microsoft really, I mean, hasn't really recovered from that still to this day on here. And, um, you know, uh, to me, Xbox from pretty much 2010 on has been like kind of ancillary to me. It's been kind of on the side. And I could appreciate what they're doing with the Series X. I appreciate how they released the Xbox One X towards the latter portion of last console life cycle i think they have the the tech involved the back compat stuff is all nailed down they just need the games right now and um, you know it's not like i'm trying to hold their feet to the fire or anything i just want to see things that i actually like and enjoy and they've been making really good inroads as of late with like you know teaming up with sega to like release pso2 in the west and you know, working with Bando Namkai on, you know, being the marketing lead for stuff like Scarlet Nexus and that kind of thing. So, and, uh, and as much as we rag on Game Pass on this show, I mean, pretty much, I think if I didn't have a ton of other games in my backlog to play that uh, for people coming in day one, I think Game Pass and Xbox are pretty, pretty rock solid. I think, uh, out of services between that and PlayStation Now, I mean, I definitely say that Xbox Games Pass is way better than PlayStation Now, in my opinion. And if uh, I was a new gamer, I'd probably start there. Granted, I think a lot of the games are, you know, boring to us because it's like Gears, Halo, and Forza for the most part. But, uh, you know, 
uh, and we'll see where they go from here. You know, uh, you know, I'm just want, looking for things to play. Um, hopefully, you know, Crackdown Four is in the mix somewhere. Ha ha ha! Crackdown's always been one of the tentpole Xbox franchises for me too. You know, thinking about uh, games I've played on 360 and whatnot. But uh, how about you, Des? What, what's your uh, thing with Xbox in these last 20 years? Well, the main thing about Xbox is I have to agree with you, Joe, that it was the go-to system. I thought it was like I was I was bought through and through. Bought Xbox is great, you know, and then and then it yeah, they just they just kind of fell off. But but again, we're not going to talk about that. We're talking about the the finer points, you know, of my Xbox journey. And for that, I have to say two things. The first, Dead or Alive. Fantastic. I remember playing Dead or Alive with you, I mean that that game. What is the? I think it was three. Um, three, yeah, yeah. Was just, ugh, like Chef's Kiss. I loved it because, like, I just for whatever reason, I loved all the characters. I loved the way they looked. I loved the stage designs. I loved the move sets. The, the just the game was just just phenomenal. I like to take Kev's word. I just I just loved it. I. I, that was that that was one of the fighters that I played the most. I just super enjoyed it, you know. And I'm I'm you know fireballs, fireballs, you know. But but that one with the grappling and moves, that's when that's when for me that was the heyday of playing of playing Dead or Alive three and just ugh that that on the on the Xbox was just was just perfect. And then the second one. And you brought it up before, and I'm gonna bring it back. Was uh, Kator one and two? Those games, oh, they were just fantastic. Although I, I'm probably in a in a in a uh, a smaller camp, but I did I did think that Kator two was better than Kator one. I thought Kator one, you know, they were spelling themselves a little too much with their storytelling, and it took too long to get to the meat of the game in which you were when you were being a uh, a Jedi. I, I thought the second one to streamline that whole process, and you were you were just like out the gate running. But I remember playing the first Couture like 70, 74, 75 hours straight uh, with like minimal sleep. And I remember actually calling into work and being like, I am sick. I cannot make it in. <laughs> and sitting on the couch uh, playing that game. Like, I was in it. Like, dark room you know the only light was from was from couture and it was just like i was in it to the point i was you know i was with paul and our roommate randy at the time and they were just like are you okay and i'm like i'm fine don't mess with me like i'm playing this game and i was just whoo i was in it to win it with that game and just that system i just i was in it and then and then uh when joe got it uh got it um jailbroke or bootlegged or whatever like it got even better it just i was able to play all kinds of games on it so i i actually loved xbox for quite a long time and i didn't really get in i didn't really get into it into into ps or playstation uh three until um really a long time afterwards it wasn't until uh xbox really changed how they were doing games and there really wasn't anything coming out that really that really like made me want to to buy games for it. And it seems like Sony just had the better exclusives. And so I was just like, 
okay, I guess I should buy a PS3. And I think I was talking to Joe about it, and and he was like, you know, you probably want to... I think it was right when the PS3 was coming out, and I was just... Or right shortly after, because I'm not an early adopter. And I was talking to Joe about it, and I think Joe was just like, well, you know, I think Ratchet and Clank had just come out and some other games, and I was just like, okay. So I bought a PS3, and I just never looked back. And and so I've, I've hung on to... Um, to xbox you know games and i've and i used to buy xbox out of out of brand loyalty and then the fact that you know i was blessed enough to have disposable income that would allow me to be able to purchase both systems but as the years you know went on um i never i just it, it, it just became playstation it was the same thing with nintendo like i'd buy nintendo systems but like i don't know nintendo has always been that kind of like nintendo's always been that 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 person you know that one console that you can always count on to deliver you know like nintendo's always been that sort of like you know pick me up play nintendo nintendo's always that warm hug saying hey you know what while the other two are fighting it out we're here for you come and give us a hug with this (laughs) with this third iteration of mario come on you know with this eighth iteration of zelda come on come 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 on to the classics real quick and you're like okay you know come on and you you see what's going on, you know, at, at your favorite uncle's house, but you don't really see them that often, you know. That's Nintendo, but but um, but with Play, uh, PlayStation and Xbox, I don't know. It just seems like I, I really agree. Have to agree with with Joe. Like they really kind of lost, they lost, they lost the map somewhere, you know, or or they're truly trying to forge their own way, and I think it's good. And um, I think Joe really brought up a good a good um a good um thought when he was saying like if you're new to gaming and you don't have all of the baggage and i think it is baggage that that long long term lifelong gamers have you know buying an xbox you know for your college dorm or or for your kid and then getting a service just like netflix just like you know uh hulu and your kid has all the games that he wants to play and you don't got to buy anything. And this kid's roughly 13, 14, 15. And all they want to play is damn near Fortnite anyway, you know. I think that's a really easy, easy, um, um, easy path for entrance. So so part of me can understand why they're doing that. And, it's, and sometimes you have to kind of believe that sometimes uh, consoles change their their directions and you can either decide to go with them on that journey or say thank you for the time that we've had and then go on your separate ways you know sometimes it needs to be like that so that's why sometimes this 20th anniversary is kind of bittersweet so i'm sitting here looking at my my two xbox consoles i have a 360 and the and a series um the last the series s last one and i'm just looking at them and like xbox one xbox one yeah yeah, Xbox, yeah one Xbox One S. Yeah, I don't have a series. Um, but it's just like that kind of like that that kind of like shedding a tear. It's like oh, you know. But I'll always have the memories. But but you know, again, your your mileage may vary with this. Um, but we really just wanted to have a conversation. And um, even though we're we're not really full on the Xbox trains right tra- Xbox train right now, we can appreciate uh, what we've had with it, and that we hope that at some point it's able to achieve it's glory again it won't it won't be the same like they used to be nothing nothing can ever go back to the way it was but i really hope that that um with with the acquisition of bethesda 
and with uh, Starfield coming out and some other things, like it'll really get um, these longtime fans who are who are you know really get these lifelong fans excited about the system again. Yeah, I think their acquisition, especially for you, Des, of Obsidian. I mean, we're talking about like between Bioware and Obsidian. Obsidian was the developer of Kotor Two. Yep. And I'm more excited, uh, for, uh, more excited about Obsidian than than Bethesda, to be completely honest. But they just haven't yeah. shown anything that makes me super excited. So hopefully, when their when their RPG comes out, I'll be down and I can play it. But even still, I probably I probably just end up playing it on PC. Yeah, we even even talked about like Morrowind and uh, as far as Oblivion and uh, of course Skyrim. And I know a lot yep. of gamers out there love those series and uh, love the Morrowind series and love the Elder Scrolls series, excuse me. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it was good for Microsoft to bring those to the forefront, you know. Yeah. So, so, uh, so thank you everyone who, who came in and, and spoke uh, and gave us your fond memories of, of, of Xbox. Uh, here's to another 20 more. Um, so our next store, our next um, uh, question that we're going to be asking, and this is going to Joe's going to be talking about this in the news coming up, and I, I give a little preview. Team Ninja is working on a PlayStation exclusive Final Fantasy game, and it's uh, people are thinking that it's going to be in the style of like No or 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 a um, or I guess a, a, a Demon Souls or. Um, uh, one of those kind of kind of kind of types of games, and I thought that'd be very interesting to have a Dead Soul or not Dead Souls, um, Demon Souls, Soul. yeah, type of type of system in Final Fantasy. I, I think like that would a be Bloodborne type deal. Yeah, like that. That sounds so bizarre to me. You know, just just like because the aesthetic is so like dark gothic, and I was thinking I never really thought of Final Fantasy as being dark gothic. So I'm just wondering what they're going to be doing because I guess not Neo's not dark gothic but it is kind of dark so so the question that i have you know thinking about that is which franchise do you think would be that needs a sort of bloodborne-esque uh type of game like could you see like a massive a mass effect bloodborne type game (laughs) or or could you see a a dragon quest you know uh bloodborne type game wouldn't that be weird you know these monstrous slimes running around, you know, one-shotted by slimes. I mean, come on! Like, I think that would be hilarious. You know, to 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 see like like what franchise do you think needs a bloodborne uh, a bloodborne treatment or a or a dead or a demon souls treatment? Like, I'm thinking like Mega Man. <laughs> I think that'd be really interesting. From software it up, like just make from software versions of like every franchise and see what like, happens. Because think about it, like we have like the battle royale stuff, and you can pretty much do anything with battle royale. Like I'm just wondering, like what, what, what could that look like? You know what? What would that look like? Or like or like a tales type game, like like a bloodborne tales game, where you have to use your your companions is like meat shields or something. I don't know. You know, it's just, I just think that that would be like, could you imagine that? Like, like a stamina based, you know, one shot or two shot kill oh, game a, like that. That's like my, that's my nightmare. <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about. Like, like hit us, hit us with your most, your silliest and craziest, 
like Bloodborne uh, titles. Like I'm, I'm seriously, I'm thinking like Bloodborne, uh, Bloodborne Tomb Raider <laughs> style <laughs> game. That yeah. actually be pretty kind of dope, though. You know, what Blood- Muppet Babies Dark Souls or something. I mean, I could see Muppet Babies Dark Souls. You know, you have to go save Piggy or something, and Kermit gets eviscerated. <laughs> <laughs> you died, Kermit. <laughs> oh, God. So, so at the end of the show, uh, uh, Kev will tell you how you can contact us and let us know which um, which uh, series uh, needs to get a, the, the the From Software Dark Souls treatment. Okay, so uh, that's all I got, and I'll turn it back over to Kev. All right. Well, thanks for that. And of course, a shout out to everybody that participated in our main event question this week. Next topic on the docket is going to be the news. Trader Joe, you got the mic. All right. Thanks, Kev. Okay. Um, there's been a lot of news and we like we touched upon at the uh, beginning of the show. A lot of it we hit upon on GH Radio, but uh, there were some other things that we're about and so we're about a couple weeks away from e3 so we're getting a lot of unveilings and whatnot and uh first off uh ubisoft finally uh let everyone know as far as what was going on with far cry 6 so they have a new date for the game october 7th um they did showcase about uh, 10 minutes of gameplay on there, of course, you're uh, fighting against uh, the character played by Giancarlo Esposito, the uh, uh, you know Gus from Breaking Bad, basically. So, and uh, they sh- showed some gameplay elements, which you know they had some usual Far Cry beads, including vehicles uh, taking over outposts. On there, um, they did have an unveiling of your pet alligator which you could use to sick on enemies on there so you know just like with every far cry game you got a bear and now you got a pet alligator to go at it so <laughs> so um looking forward to this i mean i mean at the same time i know far cry is just seems like same old same old after a while what do, you, what do you guys think are you looking forward to far cry 6 or is this something to where um you're going to be there day one same old, same old um, is is all I can say with with the Far Cry. I'm not I'm like I'm surprised it's not the same map, but um, <laughs> um, but it's the same. Like that's the thing. If you like Far Cry and you like like the style of gameplay and you like the story structure, then hey, more power to you. Um, I think the 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 level of detail and and the actual uh, graphics look great, um, but. I, I, I mean, it's it's Far Cry, so so I will end up either playing it at your house, Joe, or or, or picking it up on a sale. I mean, I enjoyed uh, a, what I played of uh, five. I kind of enjoyed, but I thought the story was a little wonky. But uh, but other than that, I mean, I can't I can't imagine it being any different. Like, can you? Like, I I think it's I think it's just more of the same. They have a formula. They know what works, and they're gonna put it out there so that's why i'm like hey more power to you <laughs> yeah i've enjoyed the series i mean i finished four i did not get too far in primal i've about halfway in five i'm gonna go back to it and actually start over but uh 
Yeah, well, we'll see what comes of it. I, I managed to get a pre-order for the gold edition for only 60 bucks on the price mistake. So I'll be p- definitely picking it up day one, whether it's worth the 60 bucks with the gold edition with the season pass. We'll have to see <laughs> on there. So how about you, Kev? Any Far Cry business or? Uh, I think the only Far Cry I've ever finished is four. Um, I would have finished Primal, but that last boss battle was just retarded, and it it, it made no sense. Um, Basically, what Far Cry boils down to, at least for me, since 4, I did play 5, I have 5 on PC, played that, is 2.5 to 3 hours of interesting gameplay, and then just monotony. And that's when I check out. Um, there's only so many times I can shoot people in the face, drive from point A to point Z, get there, shoot a whole bunch of other people in the face to take over the, the compound and move on to the next until I have enough resources or, or levels to where I can go on to the next story point. It, it, I don't know. I mean, I, I, for, I know there's, I mean, that, that formula works for a lot of people. And, uh, you know, like you said, Des, more power to you. If, if, that's, if, that's, if that's your gameplay loop that grabs you, for me, I think if I did get this game, it would probably be on a Black Friday type of deal. Exactly. I, I'm not paying full price for, the, for this because I already know going in that nine times out of ten, I'll probably get two to three and a half hours of enjoyment. And then I'll just feel like I'm just doing the same thing over and over and over again, which I hate saying because all video games are doing the same thing over and over and over again at some point. So maybe instead of saying that, I will say the gameplay loop will lose its luster for me. And I'll just feel like I'm just not really doing anything that's really grabbing my attention. I'm not sure what happened with four where we both finished four. I mean, I wanted to destroy Peg and Min like no other. <laughs> just, mm-hmm. I'm not going to like, you know, spoil the ending at all or anything like that. But um, yeah, after it just seems like, you know, it's, it's more Far Cry. And so we'll have to see if it's more than more Far Cry. We'll see if they mix up the formula. I doubt it though. So. Well, I mean, I, I, I mean, they've, they're turning this uh, this uh, guerrilla fighter into like a one woman army. I mean, she's got like this this uh, this backpack rocket launcher that looks like something straight out of Robotech, which is kind of interesting. Uh, but I mean, at the again, it's like uh, I know that with all the interesting ways you'll be able to dispatch enemies and deal with folks, and you've got this gator chomping down on on folks it's like at some point it's going to it's going to devolve into okay go to point b take out point b gain that access to that that point b and then move on to something else until you're ready to move on with the next story story mission and uh i just can't see me spend paying full price for that for that loop yeah for that OCD, like clear the entire map kind of yeah. feeling, you know. I, I could easily pull a Far Cry game out of my backlog, and if I want to get that feeling, just to go and do that, just go and do that. So, 
All right. Well, if anyone out there listening has any opinion on the Far Cry series, definitely let us know. Shoot us a vessel line if need be. Uh, but next thing on our agenda for news happens to be what Desmond mentioned in the main event. Uh, Team Ninja is rumored to be working with um, Square Enix on an action-focused Final Fantasy spinoff for PS5 and PC uh, title Fantasy, Final Fantasy Origin on there. So uh, there's rumors right now, both on Reddit and Resetera, uh, stating that uh, the game is going to take place somewhere in or adjacent to the world of the first Final Fantasy on NES. And will slot into the action subgenre occupied by the likes of Team Ninja's own Neo games and From Software's Soul series on there. But they're um, making it, according to the rumor, a little bit more accessible because of the uh, tie-in to Final Fantasy on there. So it supposedly will be launching as a PS5 exclusive with a PC release to follow on there and i guess there's supposed to be according to the rumor a uh, alpha version uh, coming this summer under the name stranger in paradise so <laughs> we'll have to see uh, on there so and i guess it's taking uh, staff from the the city of final fantasy nt game which was very poor <laughs> in the fighting game <laughs> on there so i guess they're looking to um take this development version out in private to see whether they could get some feedback from players on there. So, so, but we'll see if this is unveiled during E3, but uh, you know, Hey, I think if team Ninja should be working on something uh, building on the success that they had with Neo one and Neo two, I think, uh, you know, it's just like their uh, alpha um, with the team that does uh, the Dynasty Warriors, which I don't know why I'm brain for Omega Force, they kind of branch out the different franchises. Uh, I guess Team Ninja now is going to take their Neo, you know, special sauce formula and <laughs> bring it over to other franchises as well. So, uh, what's your thoughts, Kev, on this? Um, I don't, you know, I would rather it. The only thing I will say is that I hope it's more in line in line with um, Sekiro as opposed to a Souls game, meaning no mm-hmm. stamina bar. So that, that's what I would hope. Uh, I'm interested to see to see what they're gonna do. Um, I have I'm, you know my Final Fantasy experience uh, begins with seven. And uh, I skipped everything in between seven. Uh, I do have the seven remake on deck. You know, once uh, uh, the PS5 upgrade and that DLC drops, I'll jump into that. And Final Fantasy 15, I thought was absolutely amazing. Uh, So I do like some of their. I'm I'm more interested in their latter projects as opposed to the earlier ones because I'm not the typically I'm not the turn-based guy so I definitely want to see what's coming down the pike I'm curious to see while that what that gameplay loop is going to look like and if they can dial down the stamina stuff uh, I'll probably I'll probably be into it yeah, I think of the beads that are taken from Final Fantasy One. It's just the setting and the character designs, basically. So, mm-hmm. yeah. 
nothing to where you're going to be busting up with turn-based battles and a <laughs> Souls slash Neo type title. You know, I can't imagine them trying to do that. But uh, what about you, Des? I know you're inspired enough by this to have it be one of our main our main event questions. So, what do you what's your thoughts on this? I think it's weird, but hey, you know, I <clears throat> part of me thinks it's weird. Another part of me thinks it's like genius. Because it's like, yeah, let's let's apply this formula to a, to a long-standing franchise and see what we can make out of it. And this is what I'm talking about, you know, you know, you're gonna. Now, I hope uh, the thing that I'm worried about is this will be so great, and we're gonna get a, then we're gonna get a, um, uh, Final Fantasy like Fortnite game, and that would be like, oh, so. But um, but I think it might be fun. I mean, I'm I'm really curious to see what it comes out. I really hope they don't go for the grim, dark, you know, gothic look with it though like i really hope that it looks like a final fantasy game with just these elements and i really hope that has a ro- i really hope that it has a robust um uh character creator and it looks like a final fantasy game like i want it to look like a grandiose final fantasy you know game you know so i want it to to look like it belongs in the in the genre like like it belongs in that franchise you know i i, I want it to I, w- I want the gameplay to be different, but I want it to look like it it belongs in that franchise. So, so that's my my hope, and I hope that they allow them to innovate certain things. Like I'm I'm wondering to see how the magic is going to look like. You know, I'm going to wonder if if like I wonder like are we going to be summoning things? Are we going to be fighting summons? Like, I mean, because I think I think there's a lot to be said about fighting giant. You know. Not that we haven't already fought Shiva and, and Bahamut and all these other, you know, summons, but I think it'd be running kind of cool to to possibly either, either, you know, be able to fight one of them in a in a in a in a you know Dark Souls sort of sort of um, battle or 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 allow it to be, you know, I just want its ties. I I just wanted to look like it belongs there and not be so different that it's like that that alienates the core fan base. So yeah, if they, can do it, if they can do it, like I'm I'm down for it. But for me personally, I I technically don't really like Souls games because I just don't have the patience for it sometimes. Uh, but if it looks good and it's not too punishing, then yeah, I think it I think it might be a good idea. They might have tied in with the wrong uh, Tecmo Koei. Uh, or Koei Tecmo team because I think uh, uh, Final Fantasy Musa would be like off the chain. I think with all the characters oh, involved. There you go, Final <laughs> Fantasy Musa. There you go. I'm surprised they haven't has there done ever one. been a Has there ever been a Final Fantasy that lets you create your own character? Um, I don't recall one. I know. I know you. No, no, you can't create your own character, but you can always change your jobs and crap like that, and and like your professions. But I mean, well, that's not true. Uh, Final Fantasy fourteen, the MMO, will let you create your own character, but I don't know if that actually well, I mean, counts. I, I'm I'm talking like mainline Final Fantasy games. I don't oh, think no. so. Yeah. No. Okay. You can yeah, change their you can change their job, quote unquote, but no, you haven't been able to make your own character. Which you probably won't be able to in this one either. So, yeah. All right, good deal. We got a good discussion on that. Uh, next thing I want to bring up is PlayStation Plus's games for June, and uh, reason why I want to mention this is, is there's a particular game that has uh, a lot of special meaning for me, at least. Uh, 
on here. So Sony did announce uh, PlayStation Plus games for 2021 for June. And so for the PS5 portion, you're getting, it looks like here, uh, the game uh, Operation Tango on there. So that's an espionage cooperative adventure game that I think I've seen before in um, previous uh, uh, PlayStation events on there. Kind of has a cartoony look on there. And uh, you know, who knows? Maybe me and Dez, maybe we could fire this up and play some co-op together on this bad boy. On sure. There, so. On there, also coming as well, you got Star Wars Squadrons, which also has PSVR functionality, but uh, pretty good give me uh, for PlayStation Plus owners. And then last but not least, um, Sega announced finally, after it's been long rumored uh, and kind of had some teaser trailers, but uh, they have brought Virtua Fighter 5 back, uh, the... Um, Yakuza team basically has worked on getting this game remastered for current generation on here. And uh, they announced it last week prior to the PS Plus announcement that it's going to be PS4 exclusive. So Virtua Fighter 5 Ultimate Showdown is launching on June the 1st on there for PlayStation. And basically it's going to be a PlayStation exclusive, at least for now on there and it's going to be free on playstation plus so it's really good uh i think there is also going to be a uh dlc you can pick up uh on launch that has like basically all of the character customizations that you'd ever want on there uh, one thing that the virtual Virtu fighter games featured in the past was a arcade mode where you could just basically just put tons of different uh doodads on your uh, particular character that you mean and that kind of thing so but this DLC is also going to include uh, character costumes, original Virtua Fighter character models, original Virtua Fighter stages, battle UI, and background music. All 180 tracks from uh, Virtua Fighters in the past on there. On there. So I am clearly going to be picking this up um, with the extra 10 bucks, and I'm definitely going to be playing some Virtua Fighter 5 Ultimate Showdown and uh, enjoying that quite a bit. Uh, I've been looking for a game to get me back into fighting games a little bit, and uh, I think Desmond could attest he's probably seen me play Virtua Fighter for like years back on the, you know, obviously on the Saturn, moving over to Dreamcast, and then from there over the PS2 and like playing. My friend Scott, my friend Terry, um, we had like just wars for hours at a time playing Virtua Fighter. And so um, I'm definitely looking forward to. So any thoughts on the PlayStation Plus games for June, Des? No, I, I mean, it, you, you pretty much said it, my friend. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Good deal. How about you, Kev? Yeah, it, it's, it's got a, it's, they got a good lineup. They got a good lineup. I'm not a Virtua Fighter guy. Uh so I I'll, I I'll probably put it in the library and I don't even know if I'll ever if I'll ever play it because it's like I respect the game but uh, I ain't got that kind of time to learn a character I, I just don't. If you want to dabble in it or anyone listening wants to dabble, let me know. Uh, I'll put at least maybe something up on the discord if anyone's interested and then kind of take it from there and you know let me know if you want me to create a discord channel for this if you guys want to play and do a little scrub sport probably me because i need to probably pick pick my lion up and maybe some 
kage and some pie a little bit. So, so you're so getting getting wrecked, buddy. Oh <laughs> no, 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 no! I, I've held my own. In fact, I fired up uh, Virtual Fighter Five, not Ultimate Showdown, but Final Showdown on the Xbox because it is backwards compatible. And I was playing online, even though I was playing people in like you know Australia and other dealing with lag and that kind of thing you know one thing too that the uh, people were bagging on this and while this it remains to be seen about it is that it's not using the uh, rollback net rollback. code it is using delay net code uh, for the online so we'll see if that's going to affect things on there I, from when, when i remember playing of the final showdown once it was released on the uh, 360 is that uh, I, I thought the lag was okay. Uh, fought through it all right. So, so well, remains to be seen. I'll be probably talking about it in the next few weeks on the show. So, but uh, good on uh, Sony for continuing to bring value to PlayStation Plus. I mean, I know on the Xbox, I mean, they got like <laughs> little to nothing. I think they have Neo Geo ba- Battle Coliseum. <laughs> Okay, and uh, Shadows Awakening as being the two like main uh, games where games with gold this month on there. So, well, yeah, yeah, good for them. <laughs> well, other announcements did occur this past week, and so Square Enix went a little crazy to celebrate the beginning of the 35th anniversary of Dragon Quest on here. So, uh, they pretty much had a live stream featuring. Uh, quite a few games so they announced and showed um at least uh some screenshots from dragon quest infinity uh, thrash on there uh that game is still in development that's kind of taking the um anime series the adventures of kai and uh kind of making a game out of it and so they didn't show that game in action for some reason but then they took upon themselves to announce quite a few different dragon quest titles so uh, first thing that they did, they have a spinoff for Dragon Quest XI, which is featuring the characters Eric and Mia, but they have a uh, side game called Dragon Quest Treasures, kind of riffing off a little bit of the uh, prior like Dragon Quest Monsters type gameplay, so it's an action RPG on there, but they did state that that game is slated for a worldwide release. Once it is, uh, you know, released on there and they didn't announce any platforms for any of the games uh, that they showed as well. So um, they also showed the only one game that was not released in the West at all, uh, Dragon Quest X. Uh, Dragon Quest X was initially released as an MMO for the Wii way back when, but they are working on, quote unquote, a offline version of Dragon Quest X to release on there, and because it's not requiring online at all, I almost am thinking this is going to be released in the West, but they did not announce this for um, worldwide release. It's only been announced for Japan, and they're slated to have that release be in 2022. Uh, Also, they uh, kind of blew everyone's mind that showed a remake of Dragon Quest three using the 2D, 3D stylings of the likes of Octopath Traveler, and like in the same style as Octopath Traveler. It is being produced by the same person that produced Octopath Traveler 
Masati uh, Hayasaka is the person of the producer of Octopath Traveler. So they're they're calling the game at least Dragon Quest 3 HD 2D, which is kind of clumsy, but hopefully they uh, get a yeah. uh, little bit better name for that on there. So, but it is slated for a worldwide simultaneous release. Uh, they did show the game in action. And then last but not least, they showed a uh, kind of teaser trailer, no gameplay, no graphics or anything were shown except for, you know, dark, fiery graphics announcing Dragon Quest Twelve on here, which is going to be the fir- first mainline entry of the series since 2017. Uh, they announced that the um, game is going to be more featured for a, like a dark fantasy and what series creator dubbed a Dragon Quest, quote unquote, for adults. So it's Dragon Quest Twelve: The Flames of Fate. See on, another so. one. We're gonna get another. It's Dragon Quest, but it's a, uh, it's a uh, Dark Souls Dragon Quest. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. I mean, I don't know how they're gonna mix it up, but uh, yeah, they said no platforms, of course. But uh, they were kind of pointing at the fact that you're gonna have to make, you know, some quote unquote life altering decisions in the game. <laughs> so, oh, and I'm not sure. Sh- yeah, I don't know how drama for your mama is going to be, but we'll have to see on that. So, Des, um, any thoughts on any of these announcements for the Dragon Quest series? I mean, I'm going to play it because it seems like it's going to be hilarious, but I don't know, dude. It's just like uh, the three I'm excited for because I love when they I, I love that style of art. So I am down uh, for that, but the but the super you know adult version. Do we need an adult version? Like I don't know if we do. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, to me, it's as long as I could. You know, I to me, it's like I'm adult now. I'm edgy. It's like I don't know if I need right? that. You know, you know, you know. As long as the game is good and as long as it has some elements of the game in the past and maybe bring forth some things, but you know, I don't like it trying to be edgy for the sake of being edgy it's like you know it's like you know because it's 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 like a kid trying to pretend to be an adult or something you know it's like i want to see if it's grown up that it actually is mature versus you know being like you know a game that's it's like if pokemon if uh, nintendo and uh um God, who's the developer of Pokemon? Game Freak came out and said, oh, we want to create an adult Pokemon. And it's like, what, Ash is going to have a goatee and go through, like, you know, <laughs> overwrought, like, you know. Uh, like Ash is going to smoke smoke guns and smoke and... Yeah, so smoke, smoke some Chiba, you know, so. <laughs> Pika's going to come out with a blunt, <laughs> you know, or whatever. <laughs> it doesn't scream adult to me, and I just want to see that this game, uh, you know, with the fire and the flames and the edginess is going to be still has a level of dragon quest to it as well. So we'll, we'll see, you know, whether it's just going to be just like some big overwrought anime type gameplay kind of thing, you know? So, but super excited though. I think treasures should be a cool game too, even though they didn't really show any game gameplay, but I always enjoyed the dragon quest monsters, uh, type of gameplay and i'm assuming this is going to be kind of in that same wheelhouse as well so it might give you a good pokemon or action rpg like a mana series game that uh, is in the dragon quest universe on that as well so i don't i think it, i think it'd be pretty cool i don't know 
I think it'll be awesome. We'll see how edgy. Maybe they're um, getting together with Microsoft on this as being the uh, head platform, but we'll see. <laughs> uh, I, I would ask you, Kev, but I know you haven't played that much Dragon Quest. No, nah, the only turn-based game that I like is Persona. So yeah. If turn-based, I'm out. Yeah, I already know. So. All right, next uh, kind of tentpole Japanese series that had a live stream as well <laughs> happened to be with Sonic. Sonic is celebrating his 30th anniversary. It's kind of come and gone, and they have announced quite a few things on there so they are remastering sonic colors which if you don't remember was one of the games that they brought up for the wii initially on there so sonic colors ultimate is going to be heading out for playstation xbox switch and pc uh so september the 7th on there so and uh, uh from what i heard of the 3d sonics this is one of the better ones on there so we'll have to see how well it is you know, done. I know it's being remastered by Blind Squirrel Entertainment. So Blind Squirrel Entertainment, if you didn't know, was the uh, company that was working on um, that just completed the Bioware's Mass Effect Legendary Edition on there. So they're promising upscale visuals, 4K on PlayStation and Xbox, gameplay upgrades, quote-unquote, refined controllers, controls from the Waggo, Waggo, Waggle controllers from the Wii, and a rival rush mode on there. Wago beef uh, controllers. Wago, yes. Wago beef. Also, they have a retro compil- compilation entitled Sonic Origins. And obviously, it's going to be another compilation featuring Sonic the Hedgehog 1, 2, 3, Sonic with Knuckles, and Sonic CD on there. So it's coming out for modern consoles as well. And so and they're going to have more information on that. They also announced that. Uh, Sonic the Fighters, the fighting game uh, that featured Sonic, of course, uh, back in the 90s that never got a quote-unquote home console release, um, is going to be in Lost Judgment, uh, the Yakuza team's uh, game coming out later this year. And then they had a teaser trailer for the next Sonic game coming to Switch, PlayStation, Xbox, and PC in 2022 on there. Um, They didn't really show much, but there was... Further details calling it Sonic Rangers and stating that there's a possibility of it being an open world game on there. So all the Sonic business you'd ever want on there. Um, I think I'm definitely going to be checking out Sonic Colors. I think uh, the uh, prior um, 3D games that seemed like that game was pretty much noted on there. Any of these games catch catch your eyes, guys, as far as Sonic is concerned, or are you kind of beyond the hedgehog? No, Sonic Colors looks kind of fun, but yeah. I, mean, I, well, I mean, what I saw of it looked kind of fun, so I was like, okay, well, they're trying to do something different, I, or not different, but maybe this might be legit. Like, I, yeah. I, I pray for a legit Sonic game, but I don't think we're ever going to get it, seriously. I still think they know, I still think people just know what to do with Sonic, unfortunately. Because yeah. I mean, what was the last one, like Sonic Forces, I think, where it was like all edgy with like, you know, Knuckles and... Well, I didn't like the, I didn't did not like the redesign. The redesign was horrible, but yeah. But who knows? Any thoughts, Kev, on any of this business? Sonic is good, bad, indifferent. Um, he's okay. Um, I I haven't played any of these. You know, the the last Sonic game I played was uh, what was the last two D one 
that they did. I can't remember. It was on it Sonic was on Rush. Sonic Rush. Yeah, I think that was the last one. Uh, that was it on the PS4, the PS3. It's PS4. It was one. Yeah, it was one of them. I can't remember, but <laughs> I, you know, Sonic is Sonic. I'm I'm not really I'm not really a, a big fan. I'm not really a, a hater <laughs> of Sonic. He's just. He's just, just there. He's just there. So yeah, I mean, when you think about it, he does not have the cachet of a Nintendo Mario or uh, any of that nature. I think out uh, of a platforming game, I think. Uh, uh, God, I hate to say it, but like since Sonic Adventure Two, that you know, Sonic really, I mean, hasn't been all that pertinent. At least the things I know, Sonic Colors is pretty good from what people have said, but. Um, I hell, I might still own it for all I know, but I've never played it. So, yeah, I've never played Sonic Colors. I think the, I don't know, all the Sonic games just kind of run together in my mind. I can't, I don't know the difference between any of them. I, I mean, I, I, I hate to say it, but I think I remember the bad ones more than I did to do the good ones. Of course, know? the bad ones are the great ones. <laughs> like the Sonic the Hedgehog game for Xbox back in twenty. 2006 where you know he was all freaky deaky with the princess and stuff oh yeah that was that was that was a horror show that was a and, horror uh, show i never played it i just i just i just saw that he was kissing a human that's like nah i'm out i'm good and of course the shadow the hedgehog game of course as well it was pretty bad as well so. yeah you know shadow being edgy with a black car and then again again so if it's not bestiality, it's edginess. You know, it's like, okay, we, we got to do something different with Sonic. It was weird. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. All right, well, <laughs> any of you listeners, Sonic fans, let us know. School us on the Sonic series. What's what's good, what's bad, let us know, you know. You know if, you, if you have your furry one-on-one, you know, and you, and you know the business, let us know, so... <laughs> And last but not least, uh, I'm going to talk about Biomutant. Uh, they did um, state that uh, Experiment 101, the developers of the game, said that they're working on an update for bug fixes and changes on community feedback. And what changes? They specifically stated that uh, we're working on the pacing of dialogue narrator settings because a lot of people were complaining that the narrator was too overwrought with the game, I guess. But you Difficult. can turn it down, though. Yeah, Diffi- difficulty settings, video settings like depth of field and motion blur, loot and enemy tuning, as well as sound and combat. So they're working on quite a bit of stuff So <laughs> on there. So I guess the, that Biomutant's uh, narrator is chatty. Um, I guess you could tone them down in the game, but you can't shut them up completely, I guess. So I think the setting might be the where you could actually take the narrator out of the the business on there so so what changes would you like to see you know des i'll kick this over to you because out of the three of us you're the only one that has played it so far so i would like to see just i think i would like to see just more um more variety I, I, well i can't really say more variety because you actually get a lot of stuff uh in the game which i think is really kind of cool but i guess my main thing would be i would just like to see just i mean i don't know like it's mostly just balancing because that's the main thing that's really kind of bad about the game is the balancing. It's just, it needs to be better balanced. You know, it just, it just, 
your your certain moves that you have just don't seem to do enough and so you're constantly like okay you know um like <clears throat> you can't be a um a what's it called a a psy freak because because one of the things one of the um one of the um uh one of the perks doesn't work you know it it um you're supposed to be able to get uh, a multitude or a maximum what is it a different type of um uh your your abilities are supposed to give you more more power uh at a certain um you're supposed to get more powers at a certain time uh but at this but at this point it doesn't work it's like you're supposed to your 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 abilities are supposed to crit a certain time at a certain times but they don't at the moment so it's like it's really kind of hard to do anything or pick that or pick that perk because it doesn't work um there's one perk where uh well i'm not going to change this but there's one perk that if you <laughs> if you if you get it uh all of your all of your damage is is doubled and it's just like like that's that's a perk it's just i don't know it's just it basically there, there's certain things that you get in the game that kind of make you unstoppable if you get them you know and it's just i don't know it's just like it's definitely a, a power fantasy type of thing but it's just i don't know it's i i can't say that i don't want more or or less because i really think that like the, it just needs to be balanced i mean i think i think that's the main thing that needs to happen in the game is it just needs to be balanced you know gotcha just, just bring in someone to balance the damage make the make the uh side freak a little bit more um give them a little bit more abilities and that's another thing you get perks and stuff in the game but the perks don't don't really change much so so it makes it really kind of hard because you only get a couple of perks for like if you're a melee person you don't get as many you, you, there's only a couple of perks for for people who are um who are um unarmed uh so unarmed combat only gets a couple of perks um and then perks for uh people who are who are double wheel the the perks are just not equally divided i mean that's what i mean it's just like it seems like they were they were working on certain things for the game and then they just kind of reached a point where they're like okay we just have to we just have to get this game out because right now like there's just there's just there's just too much you know that's what that's what it seems like it's like it's like literally someone basically told them like you know look no more no more testing we got to get this game out because it's just that that's where the whole have baked things come from comes from it's just like i just want i i just wanted to be better yeah I really like i really wanted the game to be like something something special or more but at this point it's, it, it just is not that yet so yeah it sounds like it has a good base but that they still need to work on the formula a little bit so Definitely. So I'm pretty much going to, with your impressions, I did purchase the game, of course, because I buy a lot of games, and I was excited to play this, but I'm probably going to give them some time to get a couple patches out for this before uh, firing it up. I definitely would agree with your with your, uh, with your your thought about that, because right now, it it's not a bad game, it's just not there yet. Gotcha. You know? It's just not there yet. So take your time, wait for a couple patches to come out, I think it's great. I think it's great to hear that they are actually uh, putting in patches and making the game better. Like I am really happy about that. Yeah, I might even wait until they get a proper PS5 like 
version out. And THQ Nordic's been pretty good about making all the like upgrades free uh, with uh, their prior games. And so like Saints Row 3, the um, remastered came out with a PS5 and Xbox series patch as well. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. But uh, that kind of concludes our news for this episode, gents. Well, all right. Contact. You can reach our show at gamingvessels at gmail.com, and that's the email you're going to want to use if you've heard something you want to comment on, or even if you'd like to be on the show and get your opinions on our favorite hobby of gaming out to those who partake of our podcast, you're going to want to send an email to gamingvessels at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter. You can find us at gamingvessels there. And individually, we have our own social media accounts. I can be found on Twitter at Shonuff71. That's S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number 71. On PSN, I am Shonuff7, same spelling with the number 7. On Xbox Live, even though I don't have a console at the moment, I am Shonuff071, same spelling with 071 at the end. And on Switch, I can be located uh, at my Switch code, which is 7658. 2155-3309. Two one five five three three zero nine. And of course, I would be, I would be doing a, a, a disservice if I did not mention our Discord server. Uh, I know a lot of the content that I would normally send to Twitter is going there. We're trying to build our content, our our community rather, on our Discord side of the fence, and uh, we have we have great conversations. Uh, differing opinions on on gaming. Everything is always respectful and energetic. So I would encourage all of our listeners to join our Discord server. There is no pre prerequisite waiting period. You're not vetted. Uh, you just click the link where you'll find uh, wherever you download your podcast, whatever aggregate service you use, you'll be able to click that Discord link. We can also find it on our Twitter page. Uh, and join up and get be a part of the conversation on gaming going on there at our Discord server. So, uh, Des, where can folks get a hold of you at? All righty, you can get you can reach me on PSN and Steam at Nemo Ticker N E M O T G G R, and you can find me on Nintendo at five two eight zero six six seven four four five one nine. And as always, please. When you send us something, uh, tell us how you met us, or or say you're, you you listen to the gaming vessels. You want to speak to people, not bots. Thanks. And Joe, where can people find you, buddy? Okay, well, on Twitter you can uh, reach me at Joe Fongul, J O E F O N G U L. Forwarding contest entries and uh, knowing both you, Des, and you, Kev, as well. So. <laughs> Also on PSN, I can be reached by the username Kamunagara, K-A-M-U-N-A-G-A-R-A. That's also my username on Steam. Uh, For Xbox, I'm Kamunagara, same spelling, 6995. And then last but not least, my Nintendo friend code, 4712-5953-1409. Also, real quick, I forgot. You guys can reach me at Twitter at TheNemo6. That's T-H-E-N-E-M-O-S-I-N. X. Sorry, <laughs> forgot that. Alrighty, no problem. So, folks, that's going to bring episode 125 to a close. Again, sh- shout out to everyone who participated in our main event, and shout out to people who are 
enjoying our podcast because I said if we if it weren't for our listeners and for those who participate in our Discord server, we'd just be three old guys just just speaking into the ether <laughs> yep. about gaming. We're so, not kidding. Yeah, you guys make you you guys make this this show uh, fun to do. So special shout out to everyone who partakes in listening to the podcast and participating in our Discord server. So thank you very very much. So for Trader Joe, aka the Food Max of Gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar, and for Dez, aka the Bay Area Terror, aka the High Res Hater, aka Cat Daddy, aka the Gamer Step Daddy. I am Shonuff71, saying we'll be back next week with a new show. 